Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. Hey, gang, Tom Zapp. Uh, nice to see you, Tom. And again. my partner, Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. We've got a great show today, Rico. We've got our good friend Lee Behrens from Sterling Sports Auctions. Yes, sir. Then we have Alex Yam from PSA. He's the basketball guru. He's yep. going to be joining us. And then later on in the show, Mike Provenzal from uh-huh. Heritage Auctions is going to join us for a few minutes. Okay. Don't forget to subscribe, listen, and share the show with your friends. You can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, any any I platform, iHeart, uh, Pandora, any platform that you use for your favorite podcast, you can email me at zap, zapsr.com. What for? Uh, zapsenior at hotmail.com. Z-A-P-S-R at hot, hotmail.com. If you have any complaints about Rico, okay. about JM, no. Yeah. If you, any questions, uh, yeah. we'll be happy to answer them. Curious. All right, first hour. Headline, PSA 8, 1952 Topps Mantle Set, up for auction. A PSA 8, 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle is hitting the block in the Heritage Auctions Fall Sports Catalog. It is the first near mint to mint or better 52 mantle to be offered since the record-breaking SGC 9.5 that went for 12.6 million at the national. And remember, remember we had uh, we we had some fun with that card. Yeah, you yeah. tried to put it in your pocket, but oh, they wow. caught you pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, the 52 mantle is considered the most popular and recognizable post World War II era card. Topps released one final series of cards late in the 1952 season, and the cards didn't sell well. As a result, a lot of them were dumped in the in the East River, I think it was, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Along with a lot of other bodies. (laughs) (laughs) The card is now a very, very famous card. So for more information, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. Our friend Rich Miller and the staff at Sports Collectors Daily, they do a great job. All right, let's bring in our other buddy, Mr. Lee Behrens from Sterling Sports Auction. A great auction. Lee, I I was on the site. You got some cool stuff. Tell us about the auction. Yeah, it's uh, got another great selection here. Uh, great selection of T206s again, including a user back. I you. saw that one. I, I saw that. Back collectors, portraits of Cy Young, Elajaway, uh, other d- different backs like Lennox's. We also have uh, 34 PSA 2 Lou Gehrig. Uh, it's again, we got complete sets of tops from 1961 to 64, 66, 69, 72. You know, Lee, I saw a lot of those. I mean, I didn't realize you have a lot of complete sets. Are those all from one consigner? Uh, all but one. Wow. Very and cool. And they are all that nice, solid sets. Uh, I mean, they're very presentable sets. There's very few, you know, poor fares in these sets. Even back to the 61s, I mean, whoever's going to buy these should be very happy with what they have on there. I, I love going through like the 72 set because that's kind of, I was like eight years old and that, I just love that set. So to page through and do all the scanning for that thing is just, I love it. 
Lee, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, now that the uh, Houston uh, the Astros win the World Series, uh, are their cards, Good question. do they go up, you know, especially the kid that hit the three-run home run, Alvarez, what's his name? Gonzalez? Oh, the Alvarez. 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 I, I don't do a whole lot of modern stuff. I do some that come through and stuff, so okay. I, I don't follow that market as close as, you know, others do. Uh, I, I don't see as far as a lot of this stuff being tied to timing, uh-huh. I mean, obviously a, a little bit, but I, it isn't like it was 20, 30 years ago where say it was baseball season, then all the baseball stuff took off and football yeah, season, yeah. then football took off. It seemed like it just kind of all goes with the flow. There might be a little bit of a surge for a week or two with stuff like that. Cause a Rose arena is one that was a good example. A couple of years with Tampa Bay, right. Where his cards really went nuts. Hmm. Uh, and, and you know that's all leveled off, but you, I think you still get those surges with. Uh, I, I would figure judge, judge some of them. Be, some of yeah, them do. Hey Lee, okay. I, yeah. I want to ask you about the uh, the complete sets that you have. As a dealer, let's say that I won. I was fortunate enough to want to win one of your your complete sets. Mm-hmm. Would you advise a buyer to get the entire set? authenticated or piecemeal it just with the hall of famers or whoever what would your advice be to a buyer of a complete set um with the prices nowadays on the uh just for a single one i don't think you can do commons anymore from even the you know mid 50s on up yeah Uh, and, and then your hall of famers and stuff would just really vary on the you know the condition of the cards and whether you deem it there's a lot of collectors in the last couple of years that have showed up that they call them binder collections Yeah, where they, they either crack them out of the holders or they just buy raw these days. Uh, and that seemed to prop up quite a bit in the last couple of years. And I think that was just kind of a reflection of the increased cost of grading. And so, you know, if you want to go get something, here you go. You got to go get raw. And- Good point. Good point. What about the basketball cards? Jordan, uh, still popular, of course. I think. Yeah, it, it, it's leveled out a little bit from the peak a couple of years ago. But, I mean, Jordan's always going to be popular. Well, you have yeah. one in your, in your auction, don't you? Yes, yeah, we have a 7.5 yeah. in the current auction. I, I, a local gentleman here, he's he, he basically got his whole collection. and That's where the Gretzky rookie that's in there, uh, the Jordan. The, the Pete Rose, it's a 6.5, just gorgeous, is, you know, from the same collection. You never know. I bet it is. I know. Well, actually, you were, I mean, you and Pete, yeah, you guys were pretty good friends, weren't you? You didn't get it? No. I bet it is. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I didn't hear Horrible, horrible. I'm sorry. That was Pete, I'm but sorry. Pete was just ahead of his time, Rico. Gee, I That's know. Right. Exactly. Hey, I played against my whole career. The guy was, to, uh, he, to was, me, he, was he was a great ball player. player. Lee, what is your uh, website address? Sterlingsportsauctions.com, which is right behind me there. You know, uh, again, I say this all the time. Your, your, yeah. your auctions are, are tailor-made for uh, a little bit uh, budget-wise for anybody. I mean, you can spend a lot of money, you can spend a little money and still walk away with a nice piece of memorabilia or, or a card. Yeah, they, I have lots that start as low as $20 on up, and I do graded and ungraded. So, I mean, you should be able to find everything in Commons, Hall of Famers. Absolutely. Uh, I just try to make it... It basically was started as an eBay alternative, and... Uh, 
just try to keep it to that. I mean, I'm a one man show. So if you ever call, you're dealing with me. You don't aren't dealing with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good for you, man. You got a yeah. you got a you got a, a great operation. We always hear good things about uh, you and a couple of the other smaller auction houses. Uh, you guys do it right, and uh, yeah, you're, you're you're honorable. That's that's the thing that's most keep uh, important. Going. Keep it Gotta going. Got to keep no, that serious. up because yeah. if you don't have that, then you, you've lost it. Not worth it. All right, Lee, we love you, brother. Hey, Lee, take care now. Thank you, guys. Take, take care. care. Right. Lee Barons from Sterling Sports Great. Auction. It's good, good company. He is. Excellent. You know, he's yeah. a, he's a good, good guy. guy. Very good guy. Anyways. Uh, Houston, man. Houston won. Right. Where you been? Well, yeah. you know, I was, a, I was, I was kind of hoping Houston had the pitching, and they had the, and that's the old story everyone says. Yeah. They, you need the pitching. I would but have they liked. Were, they were exceptional. You know why I would have liked? Because of our good friend Ray Fornio. That's true. Philly Ray. Philly, the first game in Philadelphia, it was so emotional, so much energy. Yeah. And then I thought Philadelphia, the team, Philadelphia, the bubble burst. In other words, they weren't as really up like they were there uh, the first game. And that takes a lot out of you. Does. Well, you've, you've experienced it. I know it. After the show, I can't I gotta fall asleep. I gotta <laughs> right, nap. Let's bring in our, cust- our customer. Let's bring in our next <laughs> guest. Uh, this is Alex Yam from PSA. Yeah. Uh, Alex is the, he's the basketball guru pretty much uh, for PSA. Alex, welcome to the show, first of all. Good morning, guys. I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to be on your show. Alex, you know, I'm looking at your background. Pretty impressive. Can you give us a little bit, uh, a little information on Alex Yam and your background? Yeah, so I worked in the NBA for a couple of years with the Toronto Raptors. um, (laughs) Interned for them for a while. um, And then I started doing some scout work for them internationally. uh, Being that I spoke Chinese, kind of was a market that I kind of geared towards. So I did that for roughly six or seven years. And then I went to work with Yao Ming in China mm. for two years. Um, and we did, you know, marketing and stuff. We did a lot of signage stuff. So when you look at, when you watch the NBA games and you see on this on the court side, you see sometimes they have Chinese uh, signage, yeah. Chinese writing, whether it be shoes or whatever. So we were involved in that type of stuff. We'd had to deal with the Lakers and the Cavaliers. Um and then after two years of that, I went off on my own um, to do marketing with Chinese companies and shoe companies, and then putting play, placing players that were essentially out of the NBA and wanted to play basketball, continue their career, but play basketball in China, which ends which ended up being the second most lucrative uh, in terms of money salary in the world, next to the NBA. Wow. Really, really. Well, there was. Uh... I forget uh, past years. I don't know if this, if it's uh, still the same, but uh, they uh, basketball is very popular in Greece. A lot of players went yeah. there, right? Israel and Spain, I guess. You know, in Europe. As I mean, it's well. really become the international sport, hasn't it, Alex? Yeah. So, really, with basketball, you look at it as it's not like American football, where if you if you don't have a place on an NFL team here, you're basically, you know, you can go play in the CFL or whatnot. Sure, sure. That's really just a very secondary option. Whereas basketball, you can make, sometimes make a better career overseas and be a bigger star, mm. um, have shoe deals and stuff like that. Like there's guys that have shoe deals that in the States, they would never get a shoe deal from Nike or Adidas or anything like that. Yeah, wow. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very different <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, your fan base. And, you know, and, you know, in terms of the league, 
the leagues out there. So there's some very difficult leagues in, in overseas that, that uh, have some very high-level players. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the uh, brand of basketball in China overall. Is it, is it, is it a... Very popular. Well, and not only is it popular, but how is it broken up? I mean, is there a professional league in China? Uh, yeah, so, let's, let's, so to put it into context, like, so there's 300 plus million people or so in the United States. There's about 300 million basketball fans, period, in China, plus plus or minus, probably more at this <laughs> point. Oh, wow. So, so, so you you want to look? So on that scale, you look you look at it. There is a, and there's no. There's no really college out there. I mean, there is, but you know, most guys, most people who can play are developed in a system with the club teams, and they just continue to play very similar to Europe. Mm-hmm. And then they they join the they join the CBA, which is the Chinese Basketball Association, and that that's where they import foreigners. Um, obviously, the most famous one probably is Stefan Marbury. Yeah, um, he had played it. He played yeah. out there for numerous years. Okay. Now he's a coach out there, um, and and he had a issue where he was essentially a pariah here in the United States. You know, there was an issue. Sure. there was issues with him here, yeah. and, but he went over there and ingratiated himself. And he's you know the probably the biggest you know the biggest foreign athlete to play to play overseas basketball in China. What's your main focus uh, as the basketball brand manager for the set registry? So really what I want to do from from my perspective is to bring in a merge collecting and and obviously basketball in, in, into one and not simply just, you know, collecting sets and building, you know, tedious sets. What I want to do is make things kind of interesting for people to collect, make it fun for people. Um, bring people into an ecosystem that they're going to, you know, want to stay in. Um, then they'll grade cards and 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 kind of keep 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 things in this little kind of a circle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, allow allow people to what the, what they collect and put it into, you know, put it into certain sets. Doesn't have to be anything long. Five short card sets that people are going to be able to create. Um, you don't have to be a you don't have to be a millionaire to make a set. That's not you know I think that's not the objective here. The objective is to get anybody involved. You know, old, small, young doesn't really matter. And I think that's important um, because I think for a period of time, I think you guys can would agree with me. For a period of time, there was a malaise in the collecting world, right? There was like a little bit of a malaise, Big and then all time. of a sudden, yeah, right, Big time. All, right. There was a huge malaise. Card shops were closing. Everything was you know everything was kind of shutting down. The the, the hobby in, in effect was 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 you know dying. Uh, so to speak. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we get hit with a once in a generation situation and everybody goes, Hey, let me look in my closet or let me look in my garage. I, and, and all of a sudden cards are back in favor. Stores are popping up. Shows are popping up. Everything radio show. I mean, you name it and everything's popping up. So I think that's where, you know, th- there's a whole new fan base in terms of collecting. And now people correlate, you know, the actual sport with the collecting. Whereas I think people before may have not have done that may not have done that. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, Nat, Nat Turner, uh, the uh, CEO of Collectors. Uh, I know Nat's a big basketball guy, and he's he's really helped uh, the the whole evolution of 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 collecting cards today. But I, I wanted to ask you because uh, this has always kind of baffled me a little bit. You're a basketball guy. We've talked about it. As a, as a matter of fact, later on. Down the road here, we're going to talk a little bit about just basketball in general, some of the great players. But, you know, you look at the 57 tops, uh, Russell, you look at this, you know, the Chamberlain rookie card. You know, there are some cards there that are, I mean, obviously they're, they're, they're iconic cards. They're valuable. But it seems as though there's a big gap between the, the, the Russells, the Chamberlains, the Oscar Robinsons, 
and then you you know then you jump to Michael. You know, and then once Michael, Michael's rookie card, then you get Michael and then to some extent Larry Bird and those guys. But there's a big gap between those early cards and the mid-80s. Uh, and there are some great, great players. Are those cards picking up ahead of steam at all, Alex? I'm talking guys like Billy Cunningham or Elgin Bale or Jerry West. Uh, is there any value to those cards? I mean, there's value in terms of they're extraordinarily difficult to find. Um, and I think they're difficult to find in any kind of condition, uh, in, in a good condition. But I think the part of the problem with the, the reason there is maybe a little bit of a pause on some of those cards is from a price perspective. I think a lot of the collectors now are much younger um, and and they they don't want to collect maybe somebody that they've never seen play. And I think that could be an issue. I think that that's an issue. I mean, you could watch film and stuff like that, but that's not the same. You know, who wants to watch a game that's already happened 40 years ago and you know the, the, the outcome. And I think people, when they see like a Zion or a John Moran or a Jason Tatum, they see the game and then they can relate. And now you have these, you know, digital cards and video games and stuff like that. So they collect, but they don't have that for these old guys. So they can't correlate what they're seeing on TV to an actual play. And I think justification yeah. of costs is, is another thing. So, so, but... Is is there will there be a time when these young investors uh, and these young collectors will their interest be peaked and they'll say you know something I, I've I've got Morant I've got I've got Tatum I've got all these guys you know I want to see what uh, what kind of a ball player Elgin Baylor was like for instance me as, as a vintage baseball card collector I mean I never saw. Uh, Ty Cobb play, or I never saw Babe Ruth play, or Honus Wagner. But those cards have always intrigued me. Those players, those legendary players, have always intrigued me. Is is there ever going to be any kind of a trickle down effect with the young millennial collectors? <clears throat> I think that if they can afford it, I think the ones that can afford it, I think would be interested in doing that and, and going after it. I also find people who can't pull those pull cards out of pack. Sometimes guys just want to pull cards out of pack. That's a good point. That's a good and point. The fact, and the fact yeah. that you can't pull that card out of a pack doesn't, you know, doesn't yeah. entice them very much to go and buy the card and the cost. It's a, it's a cost perspective. I mean, you talk about buying a, you know, Magic Johnson 80 rookie card, you know, you know, what does that cost versus if I could buy a hundred John Morants for that cost, yeah, for the cost a of a PSA five. So I think it's a financial situation and, 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 you know, given the environment now, I think you're going to see it even more. And uh, again, people, I think really use cards. Uh, you know, I think now there's people that fair number of people that use it as a source of income, as a secondary income, whether it be primary or secondary, but they use it and they're, they're selling cards and stuff like that. Mm. I think there's probably a bigger market right now, uh, at least for modern cards, because there's more co modern collectors, I think, in general. We are chatting with Alex Yam from uh, PSA. We're going to take a quick break. We get back. We really want to start getting into the registries. We have some registry questions. Uh, it's kind of exciting what's going on. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com 
or call 303-840-2784 for more information. Hi, everyone. This is Rico Petroselli. JustCollect.com, a leader in the vintage sports card industry, is giving free appraisals on your vintage cards. They'll evaluate your collection for free and let you know the value of it at no cost and no obligation. If you're ready to sell, JustCollect.com will offer you industry-leading prices to buy your card collection. To begin your free baseball card appraisal, visit JustCollect.com or call them at 732-828-2261. That's JustCollect.com for your free vintage card appraisals and top buy prices for your cards. Check out JustCollect.com today. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, Homeowner's insurance is all most people need, but for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. You know he's from New York. We still love him. On Deck with Rico Patricelli. Okay, it is time for our segment On Deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to Robert 
robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. Rico, this week's question, and by the way, I'm not going to reach down there. You know what you're going to get. You got a T-shirt that says the Great American Collectibles Show. Yeah. Not like these cheap collared ones. This is a quality <laughs> uh, T-shirt. How long have we had these shirts? Quite a bit. Six years? Yeah, but you have about 30 of them. No, I have one. Okay. This was submitted by a Mr. Tim Reynolds. Rico. Yeah. Name a few of the more underrated player teammates of yours, mm. in your opinion, of all the years you play, the 13 years you play with the Red Sox. Name two or three of the well, more of underrated players that really never got their just due, even to this day. Uh, I thought uh, George Scott was one of them. Uh, George runner. Scott was a great first baseman, not just good defensively, especially. And uh, he was, they really didn't get the credit that he deserved. And uh, so he's one guy. The other guy. He is, was a great player. Yeah, let I me mean, tell you. Uh, the other guy was Rick Burleson. I love Rick Burleson. And he was tough shortstop. He had great range. He was a good hitter. Uh, and. Uh, uh, he was kind of a red ass, you know. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he was a tough kid. He, he, made, he made a couple of all-star teams. Yeah, he? yeah. He uh, he really helped us a lot, uh, and he played every day. Uh, so th- there's another one, um, Cecil Cooper. Cooper on, uh, was a great hitter, and he didn't get he didn't get uh, very much. Uh, uh, he, he went on to have a pretty good career well, the, after the Milwaukee. Rest- yeah, yeah, I'm talking about for the Red, Red Sox, Sox, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there those, are guys those like those are three, three good. Uh, yeah, and you know, there's some pitchers too that didn't uh, didn't get uh, enough. Um, you know, well, they were underrated. Uh, we have uh, guys like uh, Rick Wise and. Uh, I was going to say Louis Tion, but no, Louis, Louis, Louis got his Louis, accolades. Louis, he got his accolades. He, and so did Billy pitch. Lee. Yeah. How about a guy like Lee Stang? No, no, he nah. he, he he wasn't in that category. No. <clears throat> okay, I'm trying to think. Well, how about a guy like Sonny Siebert? Sonny Siebert? Uh, no, no way. No. So they were a little leveled down. Yeah, yeah. All right. Little, you Very know, good. But, uh, I, of course, I can't think of all the guys that I play with. There are probably others, but uh, yeah. There's a lot of players who are underrated, and we tend to tend to just talk about and give credit to the to the, the real stars. Super players. Yeah, the that's stars. a good point. And you know what? You cannot win championships. Look at Houston. You can't win championships without that, you know, lower type ability player or whatever stats. You know, you have to have the guys that really produce a lot. You know, good RBIs. point. So anyway. All right, That's that. let's get back to Alex Yamp from uh, PSA. Alex, how many collectors are members of this set registry today? Um, you, you know, that number changes pretty pretty varyingly. I would say we're roughly – let me just look it up here. I'm talking here. just basketball, by the way. Just basketball. In terms of the number of sets, there's – take a look there's 23,837 active sets right now in the register. Wow. So, and, and, and what, and really, but the, the issue with the sets now is a lot of the sets I think need to, I'm, what I'm trying to do is go through and make some easier sets for people to complete, to get younger people. And and you always talk about the sports. You guys have heard the analogy. You get, you, you know, we always want to get younger. Sure. You always want to try to get younger. 
and I'm trying to get younger on the on the set. I'm trying to, you know, make easier sets, lure some of my collector friends, my younger collector friends, to compete, even if it's two dollar, three dollar, four dollar, five dollar cards. It doesn't have to be the Michael Jordan rookies or the Mike and rookies or that. It can be, you know. It can be the Kevin Porter Jr. rookies. It could be, you know, those type of rookies, Kyle Anderson. It doesn't sure, have to be sure. somebody that, you know, is a Hall of Fame caliber player, but you can somebody that you want. You want to collect the top five Grizzlies of all time? Be my guest. Mm. We can, you know, we can do that. Um, you want to collect, you know, all the Marc Gasol cards or something, something like that. It doesn't have to be something where you have to spend a ton of, ton of money because, again, this is a discretionary hobby. This is a discretionary income for, for people. A lot of people are, you know, using their discretionary income and, you know, and that situation is different for everybody. So I want to make sure to include everybody in terms of. Well, we talk a lot about, you know, uh, helping the industry go along over the years. You know, you got, uh, you want to get younger people involved. Absolutely. uh, It's a great idea. I know, you know, the vintage, vintage stuff is important, but you also got to have, Keep the kids, the kids interested. Without, who well, who do they like? Right. They're, they're, you know, the guys that are playing today or in, in past years. Uh, so it's it's important. That's great. Good to see. Hey, what, what is the primary goal, though? Uh, I mean, uh, of the registry, just you want to be able to expand and to lure, not lure, but you want to be able to expand and involve younger collectors. My question is this. Regarding some of the players uh, that are playing today. Let's use Zion uh, as an example because that's he's always a pretty good example. Um, do you advise collectors slash investors to be careful about the amount of money they're going to spend on a particular player or card, i.e. Zion? You know, his card was going for exorbitant, exorbitant amounts of money at the beginning. Then he gets hurt and the card drops like a rock. Do you advise uh, collectors on you know situations like that? You know, I think it's really important, that, and that's a good point that you bring that up. Simply because one is a lot of people are dumping cards into these guys that don't have a long history, uh, don't have a long track record. Right. Um, and not to say that he's not going to end up being a great player. Uh-huh. You know, he, but but the problem is there's a longevity to this sport, right? If you play two years or three years and you get hurt, you know, I'll just give you an example like a Brandon Roy. Who played? Perfect who was example. on the track to become one of the greats? Right? Was the next Kobe, and then all of a sudden the knees, you know, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's, you know, six-year career in Portland, it's over. So you have to be very careful when you spend, you know, a lot of money buying guys that may not be as established. Um, so I try to warn people. You know, when I have conversations, certainly with my friends, I try to say it's very similar to, you know, stock market, for example. Uh, you know, you buy something that's not, you know, you buy something that maybe is not as proven. Um, but a lot of the guys are, that they're buying now is is because they're trying to resell it or they're trying to sell it at a at, you know again. So they may not have it for a very long time. So they may not run into that issue in terms of the dip on the card. Uh, but it is an important fact that you bring up that uh, you know in terms of in, in terms of spending spending that kind of money is 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 probably you know you got to be very careful. Alex, do you uh, do you, are you a proponent of? Again, I'm not opposed to flipping a card, making a few bucks, but you know, I'm hoping that the young generation that's doing this, they're appreciating the player also. 
and, and what the player is about and the team that the player plays for. Rather than, you know, I mean, how many people out there, uh, you know, don't know who a player is, but they see what the value of it is, they flip it. Is that prevalent or do they actually have a love for the game and the hobby? I would say, and this number is probably higher, I would say more than half of the collectors out there right now are that are newly minted collectors that are just doing it solely from a income standpoint, from yeah. a monetary standpoint. Maybe they've never even seen Zion play a full exactly. game. Exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe they don't even know that what <laughs> school Zion went to. Maybe they don't even know that Zion and John Morant were AAU teammates in South Carolina. Like, you, So they, they just – you don't see that. Like they don't know that. They just see, wow – Look on Golden Auctions, a Zion so and so sold for exactly ten thousand dollars. Let me buy up all these. So, what is your feeling? What's your personal feeling on that? You know, I don't have a. I think guys who flip cards and and I think it, it is part of the hobby, and I think it drives the hobby. I think it drives the hobby as well. I think without them, I think the hobby would be very different. So, I do think I do appreciate the the, the dynamic that they bring, but I also think that they cause some harm to to the to the hobby. Um, you you there's a misperception of cards that are worth a lot that may not be worth a lot. And you get people trapped. If you don't sell at the right time, you're going to get trapped. And a lot of people were buying cards that you probably, you know, thought were going to be worth something. And then when you got it back or you try to sell, it wasn't worth a lot. So a lot of people got burned. A lot of people got hurt over this last three year cycle. Great point. uh, So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I wanted to ask you about, uh, well, they don't get the publicity. Of course, they're not as good as LeBron James. What about his situation, his cards? Uh, kids, you know, uh, well, everybody loves him. He's a great player. But the kids especially, when I say the kids, I don't mean real young, although they do respect him. But the kids, that are the people that are able to buy cards, uh, are they? Uh, I mean, his his card must be worth a little bit of money. No, I mean, yeah. just to add to what yeah, no, to ahead. add what sure. he's saying. Yeah. To to you know take that LeBron card compared to a Morant card or uh, a whoever you know a Tatum card. LeBron has pretty much held. He's held his own, correct? Yeah, in terms of values, cards have held his own. You know, the autograph rookies are pretty pretty high in demand. The, the exquisite, the 2003 exquisite, was you know probably the top modern sports card in terms of you know autograph autograph cards. The problem, the positive thing about LeBron, one thing is he's been in the league so long that you can get one of his cards cheaper. Like even you know you can get because he's been in the league so long, right. so he's got the later year cards that are relatively inexpensive for collectors. But the issue with Morants and Zion's is they haven't been in the league that long and. A lot of their stuff is pretty expensive, um, so I think that you know that's an issue. Um, but obviously, with LeBron, you know he's set to break the record this year, the scoring record, uh, much to uh, much to, much to Kareem's dismay. Um, he's going to break that record here short, shortly, probably uh, within the next couple months, and we'll see what that does for his cards. Uh, we'll see what that does for his cards. We'll see if that spikes his cards because his cards took a pretty dip in terms of, uh, you know, just everything along with everything. Yeah. Um, we'll see if that, we'll see if, uh, breaking a record that most people thought would never be broken. Maybe that, maybe that it reignites the LeBron collectors. I would think so. You know, uh, I was reading that there's a new, uh, MJ upper deck autograph card set that's going to be coming out. Can you, uh, can you speak on that, that point? Yeah. So this is a, you know, a very particular set, uh, you know, that we put together. Um, it was requested to put together and, uh, it was a. It encompasses all of his Bulls autograph cards that are very difficult to find. They were all numbered out of twenty-three, some without a number, but they're just very difficult to find. And it's a very specific collector that has these cards. 
so we, we're hoping that this would ignite. Uh, and given that Jordan is, everybody wants to collect them, young or old, we're hoping that this could, uh, you know, help help people, you know, get into collecting some of his higher end stuff. Now, this is not for everybody, but this is for you know, this is definitely a set that if you have, you know, if you have the resources to to, to put it together, it's definitely something that could be very very worth worth your time. Alex, what are your predictions for this NBA season? Who are the front-running teams, in your opinion? Well, I like to say I, I predicted the Utah Jazz to be this good, but I didn't. Uh, Justin <laughs> Zanuck, who's a very very close friend of mine, is the general manager of the Utah Jazz, and uh, we had a conversation a couple of days ago. And unbelievable, this fin- the, the kid marking and unbelievable. Yeah. You know, he was he was a uh, cast off in Chicago. Yeah, you know, went to Minnesota. Didn't really was okay. Couldn't get a big contract. Uh, you, you know, unbelievable how he's playing. He's definitely he's an all star. He'll be a first time all star this year uh, for a Jazz team that you know most people thought were in the dump. Similar to also the San Antonio Spurs, people thought they were going to be a dumpster fire. Of course, yeah. it's early. Look, we're ten games into the season. Yeah, well, sure. they could lose twenty in a row. <laughs> yeah, but it, isn't it amazing how sometimes just a change of scenery can affect an athlete, a professional athlete? It's amazing. Well, specifically, I think with the Jazz, I think well they got one, they got they got your guy Hardy from the Celtics, who yeah. I think is doing tremendous for them. Um, they just needed a change. I think Quinn Snyder had been there too long. Um, you know the Mitchell and Gobert thing that had run its course. They weren't going to win with those guys. Uh, so you just get rid of everybody, reload, and there's a you know there's a there's an interesting prospect coming out of n- next year coming out of France that I think everybody wants. So uh, they they need to start losing if they want him. So who's your prediction right now? Just snapshot in time. Who's your rookie of the year? Uh, you know, it's hard to say who I think rookie of the year is right now. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so early, but Banchero obviously looks like he's running away with He's a stud. Unbelievable. Right. I think, you know, you know, when I saw him, when I saw him at Duke, you know, he was, there's games that he could score 30 and then he'll disappear and score 10, but he looks like a machine right now for Orlando. Um, they got to win, though. That's the biggest thing. They got to win. They 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 got a team of you know five first round draft picks, uh, you know top five picks. Yeah. Um, they're set. They're set to get Jonathan Isaac back here shortly. You got to win. At some point, you got to win. You know. Uh, so Sorry. we'll see what how that does. But he's got to be a he's got to be the runaway favorite. I would think at this. Yeah, point. I, I really like the way the kid plays. I think he's just he's just tough. He, uh, you know, he's got a good pedigree. You too. like the Celtics. I do like the Celtics. Let's talk, right. let's talk, hey, some, let's talk some Celtic basketball. How about that big win yesterday against the Memphis Grizzlies on yeah, the road yeah. against a team that, you know, is pretty hot, tough to beat at home. You know, it doesn't matter what their record is, tough to beat at home. Um, you know, Tatum with 39. You know, you know, those, you know, Boston is so interesting. They those two wings are so hard to deal with. When those guys get going, Jalen Brown and Tatum, they're just so difficult to and, deal with. You know with. something? And there was so much uh, last year at the beginning of the season, they couldn't play together. That was that was the oh, that yeah. was you know, that was the talk. But I think they really complement each other. I and I'll tell you something. When their big guy comes back, I think they're gonna be real tough. When Robert Williams They're missing comes, Robert Williams he, the when, defense. When, yeah. They're missing the ink, they're missing the energy, they're missing the rebound. I agree. Um, when, when, you know, Horford is good, but obviously defensively he can't light a candle exactly. to, to Williams. Um, it would have been a grave mistake had the Celtics traded Jalen Brown. I know there was talks about moving Brown. I, I agree with you. It, yeah. it would have been a grave mistake because I do think that you're not to see a wing combination like that for a very long time in terms of two dominant wings like that. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire. What are your thoughts on the Nets hiring? Uh, Udoka. 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 What are your thoughts on that? 
you know, I, you know, I, I think that everybody deserves a second chance. In his case, it could be a third or fourth chance, but uh, you know, I, I do think that, look, I think he's a good coach. I think he he did well for you guys. Obviously, I think he's a good coach. He's made some critical errors and mistakes. Obviously, um, I'm not so sure that I would have hired him right away. You know, I don't. I'm not sure if I was Robert, if I was Joe Sy, I would have hired him right away. Um, Sean Marks and those guys, I probably would have let him sit a year um, and let him you know figure out what was going on and, and work out his personal situation. But I think that I don't know. I just don't know how. I don't know how players will react to that. You know, that's that that will be tough for him. He had been there so. We'll see how they do. I think their bigger issue is Kyrie Irving, um, more so than the coaching situation, because I think Irving is a problem, is, is an issue. I, I agree with you, 100%. It's been that way everywhere. 100%. All right, yeah, listen, we got so about, I, I was going to say, we have about a minute left. Your top five players of all time in your mind. You know, uh, Jordan is my favorite player. I think he's the best yep. player of all time. Me too. You know, and my for center, I like I think Shaquille is the best of all okay. time, in my opinion. Physically dominant, I think he's the best of all time. Um, small forward, I think you gotta go with LeBron. You know, power forward. Tim Duncan to me is the greatest power forward of all time. Great player, great player. He's the greatest power forward of all time. And for point guard, I'll take Stephen Curry. Um, good choices. Over, over, yeah. Five over, good choices. Over, over, over Magic Johnson. Five good choices. Yeah. All right. So if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Feel free to email me at ayam, so that's A-Y-A-M at collectors.com. And um, I'd love to answer any of your questions. I could talk about basketball for a very long time, uh, and I'm always looking forward to meet any new collectors that are interested in learning more about the registry and just kind of, you know, helping helping guys get, get along, move along in their hobby. Well, I'm going to throw out a little plug for Ellen and I uh, and John Mallory that we are in the process right now of uh, uh, working with Nat Turner and uh, looks like... Uh, our book will be out uh, at the 2024 National, and it is going to be a basketball book. So we're looking oh, forward to that's it. Exciting, Great. Great. That's exciting, Congratu- man. Congratulations. Thanks, Alex. Okay, nice talking to you. Great, Say hi Alex. to the guy. Thank you for your time, guys. Excellent. Excellent. Alex Yam from PSA. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. Mike Prov is going to join us. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. 
with record-breaking sales from everything from the white border T206 Honus Wagner for $3.12 million to some great items that support the Jackie Robinson Foundation. Golden Auctions has set the highest standards for the finest in sports cards, autographs, and game-used memorabilia. We're always accepting consignments of high-end premium sports treasures or entire collections. Please register for our next auction and bid now at goldenauctions.com. That's golden with an I. We at Golden Auctions are committed to providing unsurpassed customer service for the discriminating collector. That's exactly why we're the leader in the industry. Visit goldenauctions.com or call 856-767-8550. Remember, Golden Auctions. We don't just break records, we shatter them. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned, the highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE 
or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your Vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the Vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. The eBay Vault is climate-controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security. Soon, you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. Petroselli belongs in a vault. They will take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing-to-sell process seamless. For more information, go to ebay.com, connecting buyers and sellers globally. Yeah, hey, Rick, before we bring in Mike Pro from yeah. Heritage Auction, okay. we have a new sponsor we do. that we have been chatting with over the last several weeks. Wow. Tom Ruggi, why don't you talk to him? Yeah, I want to talk to you about him. Not only him and his company. Uh, he's our friend. We know him. Tom Ruggi and his private wealth management firm, Destiny Family Office. If you're a card or memorabilia collector, have you ever thought about the real value of your collection? How about you? Have you? Oh, yeah. I've thought about it a lot. Or how to manage it long term? Well, I certainly have. And don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Through the advice and expertise of Tom Ruggi, I've learned... Those who have high-value collections can benefit from the specialized financial and estate planning knowledge of Destiny Family Office. Tom gets collectors. He knows because he is one. He's got an insane collection that includes the most complete 52 top set in the PSA registry. Maybe I can talk him into leaving me that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Keep interrupting me. That's a, a lifelong passion for collecting and 30 years in the financial industry. Allow him to help like-minded collectors manage the complexity around growing, keeping, or disposing of their own collections. Now, pay attention to this. Yeah, look at this. Wait Although Zap, Zap, and JM, John Mallory, have begged me to include them when it comes time to depart with my 40th home run ball or my 67 World Series glove, I'm going to I'm going to Tom Rucci and second. Destiny Family well, Office. Wait That's a second. Right. No, wait a minute. That, so why don't you not talk it. to him about leaving us that stuff? All right, I will. I I'm going to appreciate that. That's Destiny Family Office. The go-to company to manage your collectible decisions. It's a great company. Yeah, no, we're really going to have is. some fun with them. This yep. guy knows what he's doing. I was going to uh, say, if, uh, you know, not just not just uh, 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 your estate, 
but he'll he'll show you, talk to you about insurance, yeah, all of that good stuff. No, it's and so it's just, important. You know, keep me and Jam and yeah, mind. I'll keep you in mind. I really will. Yeah, for, just the ball. Just give me the ball. <laughs> give me a hundred thousand right oh, now. Jesus. All right, let's bring in our pal, uh, <laughs> Mike Pro, Mike Provenzal from Heritage Auction. Michael, how are you? Hi, Mike. Oh, Mike, you got to uh, turn your volume. Oh, wait on. a minute, I read lips. Go ahead. We we can't hear you, Mikey. Is he supposed to? Uh, oh, there you are. There you are. How are you guys doing today? Good, Michael. What's going on? Oh, always busy. Uh, we've got an auction open right now. We're finishing up a catalog for another one. Mike, uh, Mikey, I have I have a bid in on a really cool card. I'm not going to open my mouth because somebody may outbid me. <laughs> but I have a handsome bid in for a card that I want in that auction. And I'm, I'm a Catholic, and tonight I'm doing a novena to make sure that I can hopefully win that card when, it, when the auction ends. I'm just letting you know. But anyway, I, I thought Rico did the handsome bidding here, but uh, you're nah, taking he, it. He, no, he's saying, can he get a deal? Get I deal? didn't ask for a deal. It's I the just, highest I, bid, right? I put in a bid. All that's right, all. that's all. I, I know it. You've been begging every time he puts in a bid when we have somebody on. It's like, please. Uh, yeah, what, he texts me, he text me every time uh, he Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, real quickly, uh, you know, we had the, uh, just past week, we had the Shriner Show in Boston. And... I and Ellen, my beautiful wife, we invested in the best Italian submarine sandwiches on the North Shore, and we brought them to our vendors, uh, to our sponsors at the show. Your buddy, Derek Grady, ate his, and these things were like foot and a half, in 35 seconds. <laughs> he, probably, he probably had two. He didn't show him. He just I, it was like unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> Prof, tell us about the auction. What are some of the other great items you have? It's a really exciting one. There's over 3,500 items, so a little bit of everything. Uh, the Ty Cobb game used bats, one of the most incredible things I've Good. seen from 1810 to 14. It's got multiple photo matches, including a match nuts? to a photo of him with Shoeless Joe Jackson. Oh, God. Very cool. And then uh, one of the greatest hockey items I've seen, uh, Wayne Gretzky's 1979 rookie contract. Oh. Uh, you could argue that's one of the most important documents in hockey history. It certainly changed the game. Um, so, you know, some great things that are very cool to see in person that uh, are going to join a new collection next week. So if you had to make a prediction... What you feel that the ultimate price in that Ty Cobb gamer is going to be? I think it's going to go over $2 million, um, wow. which this summer we set the record for a game-used bat with a Ruth bat, 1.6. So that would be setting a new record. But when you're talking about Ty Cobb, photo matching, it's signed to Eddie Meyer, one of the pioneers of bat collecting. Uh, you know, it just checks every box and it's, one of the coolest things I've seen and one of the is best the, investments the collector could make. Is that the item you, do you put yeah. it in? No, yeah, no. Sure. I have a, I have <laughs> a game used. If Tom had bid on that, alarms would have been going off. In our <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I have a game used Rico Petroselli rookie bat that I paid twenty nine ninety five for. <laughs> that much? <laughs> Jeez. If you want to sell it, we'd be looking for that. That's a potential catalog cover item right there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael, uh, you guys have had a great, great uh, uh, year. Uh, so what are it's your thoughts on Mr. Orlando joining the company? 
Uh, it's been great. You know, he's one of the best people in the industry. You won't find anyone that says a bad word about him and just the breadth of his knowledge and understanding of the industry and his relationships. Uh, you know, he's one of those utility players. He can do cards. He can do memorabilia. Yeah, it does uh, it all. He can do sales. You know, there's nothing he can't do, and he's just a, a great guy. So getting to know him better, having him uh, in the office and part of the family has been really incredible. No, I know. Yeah. This is yeah, – I think he's great. a great addition to the company. Uh-huh. And, you know, you guys, you and, and Derek and Lee, you guys you guys all do a great job. You really do. As much as I hate Even to pay – Even Derek and Lee, I will. I know. Admit. As much as I hate to pay you guys compliments. <laughs> all right. Your website address is? HA.com. Michael, we love having you on. You know uh, – I don't know why he's not the go-to guy instead of Grady. I, 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 I oh, well, I mean, they're, he should they're be. all good, boy. Great. I, I do have more tenure here than Grady. I'll say and that. You, and you certainly although much. He's, although he's far older. And Chrissy thinks you're much better looking. She has said that. <laughs> yeah, just much you know. better looking. All right. Take care, bro. See, we'll see you. We'll see you. Mike out. Hey, before we uh, split up here, East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collectors Show. The Philly Show from Friday, December 2nd to Sunday, December 4th, held at the new location, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center Hall at 100 Station Ave in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Oops. Shop over 250 of your favorite hobby dealer boots on over 75,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to the present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly, and all kids 12 and under get in for free. Autograph guests include Baseball Hall of Famers Wade Boggs, third baseman Hall of Famer for the Boston Red Sox and Vlad Guerrero Sr., Philadelphia Eagles greats Brandon Graham, Keith Bysars, Byers, Byers, Seth Joyner, and many more. For more information, go to thephillyshow.com. That's the Philly Show since 1975, where it all started. Yes, I Fantastic. remember that. I was there. Hey, you were right. Another great show, Mr. Petrocelli. I enjoyed it. Always nice to be here, Tom, Love being with you, with you brother. Great, great people out there listening and watching, and we appreciate it. Special thanks to Alex, to Lee, and to Mike Prov, and, and to Chrissy Dave. and David. Thank you all for another great job. And to our viewers and listeners, we love you all. Thanks for your support, and happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.